I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself. Under pressure, sacked by Quentin Williams. Got it. You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one the Mims. That's Corey Davis climbing the ladder. To be able to go out and, and lead these guys, just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them, and then you get that chance to, to lead them. Everything that happened that needed to happen for us, it almost felt like kind of like a sign, like, Get like a second chance almost. Gets extra pushes, running left. Maybe a little extra life breathing the block. Touchdown Jets! Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my lovely co-pilots. I've got Mr. Greenbean to my this way. I've got Mr. O'Leary to my that way. Greenbean, how you doing tonight? I just like being called lovely that in and of itself puts me in a good mood and i'm ready to hang out with you guys matt how you doing tonight i'm doing great green beans back this week i love joe blewett but i miss myself some green beans so it's the three amigos back in action things you love to see i love it i love it boys and girls if you're hopping in here for the first time make sure you hit that like button if you're hopping in here the second time hit the like button again if you missed it the first time uh and we have so much to get into our t-shirt giveaway is a little different than it's been in the past all you have to do you'll see in the live chat it's pinned in the uh the top comment in the live chat you'll also see nightbot dropping the link throughout the course of this stream but green bean matt and i have decided to launch our own talking jets channel so after uh this season concludes you know after the draft and whatnot uh come july when we ramp back up for training camp that's when all the talking jets streams will be on that new channel so head over to youtube.com slash at talking jets and that will uh hit the little subscribe button if you leave a comment on the video that's posted over there no matter how many comments you leave you're qualified for every one of our giveaways through the nfl draft so make sure you leave a bunch of comments over there oh wow it, it looks like a uh, blitz crew hopped in he's like wow we're over 500 considering we we only did it last week and <laughs> It's not, not too shabby, not too bad. Green Bean. Brian. Yeah. Brian, am, am I not doing the collection of names anymore? Um. So write down the names of people that super chat because they'll be qualified. Okay. Uh, I think we still do. Yeah, let's still do the 25 likes. But if you want right. to be entered to the Jersey giveaways, we're going to be picking names from that other video. Hit subscribe on that channel. Leave a comment. All right, I got it. Helps you. us out. Yeah, not I too got shabby, it. Right? Okay, here we go. So, so, right, so Greenby, Matt and I talked a little bit about this last week. How are you feeling about this new Talking Jets adventure that we're going on? I think it's going to be awesome, dude. I couldn't be more excited about it. I really couldn't. I think it's the best. I think it makes perfect sense. Mm. I think everyone else thinks it already exists. That's what I think. I think it's like, what? That's not what we're doing already? So I think it's a great idea. I think it opens up a lot of doors for us to work creatively together. Uh, look, we've mm -hmm. been hanging out for, what, four years now? Uh, mm -hmm. I've gotten older and older. 
uh, right before your eyes. So I think uh, it's it's like <laughs> I love hanging out with you guys. You're my two faves. That's the honest mm-hmm. truth in the world. And um, and I think it like, again, it opens up more opportunity for us to expand our creative connection for everybody. And uh, what could be wrong with that, man? I'm looking forward to it with you guys, man. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Matt, any thoughts on our new uh, venture that we're going on? I'm so excited. It's going to be a really good time. I can't wait to have just all of our stuff in in one place. It makes a ton of sense. And we are already up over 530 subscribers. 539 is the number right now. Right, The video that went live on there for the Talking Jets party, draft party, that's like the best. That's the highlight, right? Our time Mm -hmm. is coming. Two weeks, two and a half weeks, we'll be there. Oh, man, the Talking Jets draft party that we've done the last few years is bananas. Like, I, I, I have not seen another draft party that is quite as electric as the one the Jets have had the last few years, specifically on this channel over here. Uh, William drops in with his one month member super chat. He says, I love all three of you have all enhanced my life. Well, William, oh. we're glad that's what we're here for. That, that's, that is a, a compliment beyond all compliments. So it's greatly, greatly appreciated. Yeah, William is the best. He's a stream beaner. He's a bean bagger. He's a talking jetter. He's the best. Love William Sprague, dude. He's the best. I love it. This is the stuff that really makes me. Oh, see, B2B hops in. He said, yeah, yeah, if you guys want to let us know what number subscriber you are when you head over there. Ooh, let's do that. Instead of like screen bean, let's let uh, the subscriber count. Like As people mention what subscriber they are, let's qualify them. Wait, hold let's on. Let's do it that way. All right, that wait, might get confusing. <laughs> that, might oh, get conf- that might get too confusing. Yeah. All okay. Right, wait, all right. Let, let's yeah. let's ignore what Ryan just said for that. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to do. That. We want you leave a comment on that new video over on the Talking Jets channel, and that's how you're going to get qualified. It's just going to keep us from not like going too bonkers <laughs> over here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be a lot of fun. We do a lot of stuff, you know, together anyway, and just kind of saving my taxes a little bit. <laughs> When it comes time for tax season, is yeah. it necessarily the worst? Also, worst thing yeah, taking it from New Jersey or New York and bouncing it down to Florida is not too bad of an idea either, Ryan. I'm telling you. No, that, you, you're on to something there, Green Bean. That seems like it makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> right, dude. Smart. I love it. You know what? I, I'm i going to – right now, We I think we should show the draft promo trailer for those that haven't yeah. seen it. Uh, I was going to surprise Green Bean, which I guess I'll surprise Green Bean with it right now. Oh, uh, because I created this little animation. Oh my God, Green Bean, do you see the cockroach on the screen? Wait, wait. Oh yeah, look. What's he doing? You going in my Be mouth? there in this second. Oh, is... oh, the Jets traded up. Ah, it just gets me so amped up. <laughs> me too. I love it. I really do. 
<laughs> and we got we surprised Joe Blewett last week with it. We're like, ah, oh, we're gonna advertise the the draft stream. It's it's wild. We got quite the crew of guests coming up uh, for this draft party. It, it's insane the it's the amount of guys we have. Come. We got Johnny Ice Cream coming on. We got Fireman Ed coming on, along with all our favorite Jet content creators. Everybody's coming. Very excited. Very very. It's everybody. Excited. Gonna be great, yeah. dude. I can't wait. It's gonna be the best one yet. Ant Jets hops in. He goes, uh, celebrating 24 months of membership. He says, I second that, William. Uh, this panel is great. I found you guys two years ago during the Jared Corey Davis moves. Now we're talking about getting Rogers. Nice to be here wow. and not the or nice to be the hare and not the tortoise. Dude, I I'm glad you found us then. You missed out on some really doom and gloom times just prior to that. <laughs> That was start. That yeah. was like the start of uh, Robert Sala and the like, starting to, to to feel that little bit of a warmth. And then we had you know two straight years of getting kicked in the pants. But uh, we're trending up. Aaron Rodgers possibly coming to the New York Jets. I think we all think that's eventually going to get done. We'll get into all those, uh, you know, thoughts and everything like that. But yeah, it's it's come a long way. Seriously. Greenbean, could you have imagined when we started this four years ago that we'd be getting at the time? The league MVP. Dude, there is so much. Like, so when we started, I think our first draft was 2020, was it? Yes. It was the one yeah. with Becton. Yeah. So I we just 19, got. Wasn't it? No, it's 20. That's 20. Oh. Uh, yeah. But we that were hanging. To, we were doing shows together. We were like hanging and doing stuff. The panel, 2019. We, 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 we mm. still had Gates. When we started, mm -hmm. it's hard to imagine much when you're watching Adam Gase and and uh, what the hell was his name? Our running back, the guy. I'm I've, I'm Frank fried Gore, out <laughs> running right into Frank the line Gore, of scrimmage. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, did you see somebody put out there um, on Twitter? I, I have it on my phone. If you whatever, but our starting wide receiver group uh, three years or four years ago, right, right before Joe Douglas, it was like. Andre Roberts, Jermaine Curry. Did you see that, dude? It was like week eight with a total of like 30 catches. The whole group. It was brutal, dude. And that's the that thing. Like when ugly. When people, when people complain, it's like it takes a minute, all right? But we just won offensive and defensive rookie of the year. By the way, with picks that Joe Douglas manifested for us, okay? It's not – they didn't just – anybody could do it with two top ten. Yeah, well, he didn't have to. He made those, okay? So it's like this whole thing. It's tough The to Giants had two top ten picks. They had an offensive and a defensive player selected. They didn't get either one of offensive or defensive rookie of the year. That's a great and, point. And they made the playoffs. <laughs> that's – yeah. And the, See, that's a great point. And uh, yeah, look, there's there's struggles and there's ups and downs and everything. But can you deny? Like, look at how much different we are. The idea that Aaron Rodgers said publicly, "My intention is to play," and my intention is to play for that shit box team over there that hasn't done a damn thing in 15 years. Like, oh my God, that's us. And it's like I don't want to, you know, um, you know, rub anybody's. Uh, back i was gonna say something else too much but it's nice to see like you said it a multiple uh you know back-to-back -back mvps just a year ago with the offensive coordinator and wide receiver and backup quarterback that were with him 
I don't think it's too bad of a situation. And like Joe Douglas said, he's going to be here. Everybody just calm down, relax. There's no urgency other than what we create in our own minds. Joe Douglas is as cool as a cucumber. He's the other side of the pillow, and uh, and we're going to be fine. He's coming, and it's going to be great. I can't believe it's real. You know what that sort of reminded me of? I don't know if you guys are super bad fans at all or have seen the movie, but like that conversation that they're having, they're like, you remember when you're sitting in class and that girl behind you said, oh, I shouldn't have slept with that guy last night. We could be that mistake. <laughs> That's yeah. what we are. We could be that mistake for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he could come here and we could be that right now. Ugh, it makes me all sorts of excited. Matt, could you have imagined that just four years ago we'd be talking about getting a stud at the quarterback position? No, I'll never forget. There was, uh, we did a stream. We had uh, Mario from the Bills mm -hmm. channel on. And it was the first day of free agency. And the Jets' big addition on the first day was George Fant. And we were like, who the hell is George Fant at the time? <laughs> oh, a swing tackle from the Seahawks who's going to be our starting left tackle. And here Former tight end. Former, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, like, who the hell is oh. this guy? Gerard Davis, our one free agent signing to now we are talking about Aaron Rodgers potentially joining this team. What it's I mean, honestly, perfect time to launch a channel now. So, yeah. Right, right. It might be the perfect time to subscribe to a channel as well. <laughs> I agree. Hashtag. I think that's what everyone yeah, yeah. hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Ant That's Jets great. drops in with an additional super chat. Thank you so much, dude. He says, thank you guys for for, provi eh, for providing endless content. Ant Jets, thank you so much for uh, for supporting us and all you guys in the chat. You know, whether it be through memberships, through super chats, through just liking the video, just telling a friend about, if, you know, these weird guys on the internet that you watch on Tuesday nights, it all goes a long way. Uh, we see, I want to acknowledge both furious Fear is grim, upgrading his membership to the uh, the first class tier. Thank you so much. I see Mike upgrading his membership to the frequent flyer tier. Thank you so much. It is greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. You guys have some cool emojis. I got to update those. Have some more uh, fun based on where we are at in the off season. Maybe some some Aaron Rodgers actions coming your way. Something along those lines. Uh, but we got we got a little bit of news. That kind of, or maybe not, I guess it's news. How did you guys feel Odell Beckham Jr. winds up signing for a one-year $18 million deal, $15 million of which is guaranteed with the Baltimore Ravens. So we wind up not getting the receiver. We kind of thought we were going to get to replace Elijah Moore. Uh, so, Greenbean, I want to toss to you first. How did you feel about Odell signing with Baltimore, the contract that was given? And do you think the Jets may have flubbed up a little bit by trading away more, maybe thinking that they were going to get Odell? Do you think there's anything to that? Greenbean, what say you? <clears throat> well, here's why I'm frustrated with it, because I spent the last month making myself be okay with OBJ as a Jet, and then he's and then he gets... You know, he goes somewhere. I'm now. I'm like this guy. This is why I don't like him. This is it. I don't. I don't like this guy. And now, if he was a Jet, I would have rooted for him. Um, but uh, of course, but I think 15 million is absurd. I'm glad we didn't do that. You know, potentially 18. We I don't know. Did I don't know if they released that stuff or whatever. But um, mm -hmm. you know what the um, you know the incentives are and all that shit. But the truth is, is, uh, dude, I like, again, look at our wide receiver staff, our, our crew from a couple years ago. Right now, it's Garrett Wilson, Denzel Mims, Corey Davis. He's still here. 
uh, Al, you know, Alan Lazard, Nicole Hardman. Like, dude, we're okay. You know, granted, we, you know, the Elijah Moore thing is kind of, you know, I, lots of people aren't happy about it. I don't really, you know, I was looking forward to seeing what he could do with uh, what we put together this year. But it is what it is. But even that, I mean, our wide receiver crew right now is pretty stout. And I, I think we're going to add somebody else, whether that's via the draft and or maybe it's a D-hop kind of a situation. Uh, but I'll tell you what, OBJ taking the 15 mil makes perfect sense. Why wouldn't you? You know, the judge, he's like, he, I bet he called Joe Douglas. He's like, hey, man, uh, they're going to pay me 15. Can you get close? He's like, uh, no. How well, where were you? Seven. That's where I was. 7.3? <laughs> so I don't know, man. I think, uh, you know, look, it's one of those things. But I was, I had come to the acceptance phase of OBJ. Mm -hmm. He was coming here on Monday, physical, the whole thing. I was like, all right, well, it's going to happen. It is what it is. But um, I have major concerns. Number one, he's older. I still think he's uber talented, but he's you know you know two ACLs and the whole thing. And there were lots of concerns, man. So I think um, probably we dodged a bullet. Let's hope it. Uh, let's hope this season proves us right. Yeah, Matt. How are you feeling about this whole Odell thing, the the contract, and do you think maybe you know where 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 do we go from here? Yeah, I mean, for, for Greenbean, at least he didn't say in a video the day prior, it feels like a matter of when, not if Odell Beckham signs with the New York Jets. That guy would have been an idiot if uh, he came out and said that. <laughs> right, um, right. Although, I mean, 15, good for Odell for getting 15. Like, that's a really good contract for a guy who played as many snaps in the NFL as we did last year. Um, right. So good, good on him for that. If he looks like the guy he did during the Rams playoff run for a full season, then it's worth it. But I have my questions when uh, he's 31 years old and has torn his ACL twice in the last three years. Can it work out? Yeah, I mean, it's a possibility. Obviously, you know, we, we all said it. He's an extremely talented guy, but I, I think some people were glossing over the injury risk with Odell. Yeah, I think the, the whole time listening to the Odell stuff, I was hoping like, okay, I, I just want the money to match up with my concern for his health. And as long as he's on the field, like I don't even ne necessarily need to like create stats that are going to be uh, milestones for him. Like for me, it was just being healthy and available. And the fact that he called up the Jets and said, hey, yo, guys, could you could you match this? Like I would love to play for you guys instead of Baltimore. But like I got to do what's right by me. And Joe Douglas is like, yeah, dude, uh, do what's right by you. 15 million, yeah. not happening, dude. And, and yeah. I'm glad Joe Douglas said that, and I'm glad that Odell, you know, obviously we weren't going to work out with the with the money, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I think the, the injury concern was the biggest thing for me, and I didn't want to be on the hook for the guaranteed money uh, with a player that might only play seven games this season. He's averaged seven games over the course of the last three years. Someone was telling me he's had only two 50-yard games in the last, like, four years, I think, is, is what it was. I don't, I didn't fact check that, so don't... <laughs> Don't hold me to that. Fake news. Like, fake news. Sorry. I don't I don't know what I'm talking about here. But yeah, Odell kind of scared me a little bit. But the the thought of him coming in and being wide receiver two or three um, as a compliment to everyone else, that was attractive. And I think for a lot of fans, we sort of sit back and we say, all right, well, where do we go from here? Because do we pivot to someone in the draft like a Jackson Smith and Jigba? Or do we maybe look towards a, a trade or maybe a free agent acquisition of DeAndre Hopkins, if he ends up getting cut. So, Greenbean, I want to throw it to you real quick. What do you think about the prospects of adding a receiver via the draft 
or possibly bringing one in via free agency or a trade, specifically the Hopkins stuff. Yeah, well, the draft is interesting, right? Um, because I don't think, like, look, let, let's take a look here. Uh, Joe Douglas has used the second round, his second round pick on a wide receiver, two of the three years, and the one year that he didn't use the first round pick uh, on a wide receiver, right? So he's taken a wide receiver every year with a premium draft pick, right? Uh, which is smart, by the way. You know, you wanted those, you know, we were talking about it last night in the 10 o'clock mock. It's like there are positions of high turnover and high burnout, running backs, wide receivers, uh, even offensive linemen and stuff, you know, developing on the pipeline. There are positions that you want to just stock. The Steelers do it. The Ravens do it. Uh, you know, the good teams do it. Um, and they've done it for a long, long time. I think it makes a lot of sense that Joe Douglas would want to um, you know, would want to take a wide receiver, but I, I just, I, I've had people say to me now that OBJ is not on the, you know, going to be coming that pushes the wide receiver, maybe into the first round. I mean, look, anything's possible. And after freaking sauce Gardner getting taken at four last year, I am no longer as resigned to my position as I used to be. You see, I, I'm like, okay, maybe anything can happen. I still struggle to think that that we're going to use the first round pick on a wide receiver. We have two seconds currently. We give one away to you know to the Packers in the uh, in the Rodgers trade. That leaves us with one. I don't even think like we have a couple holes, man. And I you know like offensive tackles, so we don't have a center. Everybody, I just want to make sure that's clear. And it happens to be a a class of centers. That there's a really nice bunch of centers, four, maybe six, depending on how you look at it, of guys that really could be plug and play. So grabbing those two guys and pushing wide receiver maybe down a little bit. Um, you know, there's a few guys out there. Bryce Ford Wheaton is a guy that I like, dude. You know, take him in the fourth if he's there at 112. You know, getting somebody like that, I think it, it might be a year that we see Joe Douglas hold off a little bit on wide receiver if we do in, you know indeed go with the draft. Now, again, if it's D-hop, I think Joe Douglas will probably wait till he's cut. I mean, we've heard rumors about that. I thought it looked like it was going to happen. It sounded imminent, but um, who knows. But you wait till he's cut, and then he's going to probably command something like what OBJ got. The difference is he's probably worth it. You know, OBJ mm-hmm. for all of his talent, D Hop put up numbers that I mean, even with the with the suspension or whatever the hell it was last year, he still put up over a thousand yards, if I remember correctly. I mean, he was on pace for fifteen hunch. I mean, he's still D Hop, so it makes a little bit more sense to me, maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it could. I think it could go. I mean, we we were in the market for OBJ, so I don't know why D Hop would be out of the question. But I I think it would. I I think we're gonna probably do something in the draft in the fourth round. We have a bunch of vets uh, as at wide receiver, and I think a, a young guy coming in could be smart. Yeah, so I think for me, my, my first take would be Corey Davis is kind of interesting. Like, yeah. do we let him play on his $10.5 million? Uh, I don't know if it's fully $10.5 million. It might be a little bit more than that, but 10.5 is what we would get if we, if we cut him. Uh, if we let him play in a contract year, with his back against the wall. That's kind of interesting. Um, the other thought is you go into the draft. If Do- if Joe Douglas thinks he can accomplish, you know, finding another tackle outside of round one, 
then maybe that becomes a, a little bit more intriguing of an option for wide receiver. And honestly, JSN is probably the only receiver that I would consider taking in this draft, uh, at least higher up in the draft. Um, so there, there's something to something to the JSN stuff with linking him with Garrett Wilson. But I think the Corey Davis stuff should be looked at, uh, you know, a lot more optimistically because clearly the the Packers tried to trade for Corey Davis in the past. So to some level, Aaron Rodgers wanted to play with Corey Davis. And it could have been a conversation mm. like, hey, look, I want I would love to have Odell, you know, if you can make that happen. If you can't, I would have loved to have played with Corey Davis in the past. Maybe there's a situation where Corey Davis is, you know, extended for an extra year we drop his salary cap hit for this season give him guaranteed money over two years and now all of a sudden you have a guy that's respected in the locker room knows the other players can be a vet it would be another top five i shouldn't say another but he would be a top five selection at wide receiver for aaron Rodgers, who's never had a first round caliber wide receiver to go along with garrett wilson uh and look garrett wilson or, or not garrett wilson sorry Corey davis look at the quarterbacks he's played with ryan Tannehill. Zach Wilson, Mike White, Joe Flacco, Aaron Rodgers is significantly better. So I, I yeah. understand like the drops were a little bit of a concern. The injuries were a little bit of concern, but like I, I kind of really like the Corey Davis route and then combining that with a tackle in the first round, a center in the second round and, and kind of go that route as opposed to maybe drafting a wide receiver when we're already kind of rich at that sort of, you know, position. It's not, not fully complete, but I feel like we're a little a little more well-off than than maybe some other positions. Matt, where do you fall on drafting a wide receiver or like, you know, going after Hopkins or, or, or something along those lines? Yeah, I would like to go after DeAndre Hopkins uh, personally. I think if he's cut, and I do think he will end up being cut because I don't see um, the Cardinals getting the return that they would probably like for him. Um, I just don't don't see it and he's probably going to get something similar like green bean said to what odell did but he was he played last year and and played really well with trace mcsorley and uh colt mccoy throwing him the football like the guy could still play um so i'd be in on that i'm warming to the idea of jsn at 13 it's not <clears> my <throat> it's not my preferred route um mm -hmm. i would much rather go offensive tackle um, if all three are gone, if all three tackles are gone, maybe you go JSN there, even though I would, my preference would be to trade down and draft, um, you know, the, the tackle from Tennessee. But, um, I, I think I would rather go the veteran route. Corey is probably okay as a wide receiver three or four, if like worse comes to worse. Um, hmm. cause like, as you said, he's okay but he can't be that like wide receiver one or two if he's asked to be wide receiver three or four is he a pricey version of that yes but i think you can survive it when you have a guy like garrett wilson alan lazard Nicole hardman uh and maybe a resurgent denzel mims so um yeah i i don't like love the idea of drafting one but if they did go that route i kind of understand why with jsn yeah, Hopkins is interesting for me because I love the talent. And if you were to ask me, would you rather Odell at X price or Hopkins at X price, it would be Hopkins all day. My issue with it is more so that I think Hopkins is worth more than Odell. And I also think I wouldn't have wanted Odell at that price, more so because of the price. And uh. I don't know if the $15 million is is enough 
Like, I, I think I would rather pass on Hopkins for that price tag. Now, if you want to get creative with the cap and all of a sudden his cap hit is like minuscule and you're adding some void years and it's not too much in dead cap, then I'm probably a little more receptive to it. Uh, I do think we should just go all in these next two years and adding someone like DeAndre Hopkins, who has a very high likelihood of possibly going to play for his former uh, head coach in uh, Bill O'Brien up in New England. I think I would prefer to have him on our squad instead of having to go against him uh, in New England. But uh, we'll see where it all shakes out. Uh, Izus comes in with a super chat. He says, what do you think of not drafting a player 13th and getting a high-end veteran? Could go any position, really. Go all in. We can trade back into the first. If a player falls, I believe we still have our two seconds. So we do have our two seconds. And you're saying give up number 13 for a high-impact stud. Generally speaking, if you were to do that, you're probably taking on a big contract too, which is something we can't really facilitate right now. I don't think, without adding like a lot of cap into next year, um, which I'm not too, too crazy about. I like the idea of getting a cheap five-year player personally, specifically at the the tackle position and building that wall in front of Aaron Rodgers. If I were to look at a player, honestly, I don't think there is a player. Like uh, We're even talking about an MVP Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, and I have no desire to give up 13 for him. Granted, that's like the age thing too. Um, I don't think there's a player out there that really like jumps out at me as like, oh, hey, I want to pay that dude a ton of money and give up number 13 overall. It's kind of a this or that situation. Greenbean, where do you stand on possibly trading the 13th pick and trying to get a high-end veteran? You know, it's funny. In the mock, I don't know if you guys know, the PFN mock has added players to their trades, right? So it's interesting. Ooh. Yeah, it's nice. So we got a trade last night in the first, like, uh, we slid back with Green Bay. We flipped picks with Green Bay, right? So we were at 15, and then the um, the Panthers came in. They wanted us to slide back a little bit, and for that, they would give us Derek Brown. Ooh, I was like, Ooh. interesting. Yeah, now he's like a Dom said. Well, dude, he's he's gonna be wanting a quinning contract in any minute. You know what I mean? Uh, so you got that. So there's that concern. But boy, oh boy, now like what Izus is saying here. So we have holes. And we're going all in on Aaron Rodgers, and we're going to keep our first-round pick because we're, Joe Douglas isn't going to give it up in the trade. So if we end up taking that pick and getting just any, you know, uh, Derek Brown, and we can take that hole out of the equation that way, that's not a bad way to go about it, man. It's just like, dude, go all in. You're going all in, in a, for a one- or two-year period. You have a nice young core. You have a smattering of cheap contracts on really high quality players, sauce Garrett and the like. Um, and you know, just if you can take those holes, imagine Quinnen and, and Brown, uh, next to each other, dude, with good. And then, and then you got Jefferson coming in at, at, at depth. Like now we're talking, dude, now we're going to start kicking people's teeth in and, um, yeah, it might be a way to go. And, you know, I mean, maybe you can do that for a tackle or, or if you feel that way or, you know, what have you, but, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how the Rams did it. And look, the Rams are doing their whole start over thing. That's fine. But guess what they got? They got a ring. We've been doing start over things with a roll of toilet paper. So we don't have shit. You know what I mean, like they got a ring out of it. So it's worth it. I think it's uh, it's definitely worth considering, but it would have to be kind of like the, the the right fit because don't forget, Isus, uh, the other benefit of using your pick is that contract. So that's the other side of it, the cheap 
contract for four and potentially five years. Matt, how do you feel about possibly trading 13 for a high-end player? And who would you possibly maybe consider? Or even a position group? I don't like the idea. Uh, With all due respect to our guy, Izus, I I am not a a fan of that idea. um, Because you're obviously trading for Aaron Rodgers. And I get it, you're going all in. But I don't know how you're going to be able to make that work and potentially pass up on drafting a offensive tackle who you have cheap and under control for five years i think that's the the move there offensive tackle wide receiver dt wherever they decide to go in the first round i would prefer to go that route than an expensive veteran with uh with a big contract i just don't and there's no one really even like jumping out where it's like oh they're on the market and they they could be had for a first round pick Uh, that guy isn't really like we're talking about maybe trading for deandre hopkins is Mm -hmm. if he you do have to give up picks for him. It's not going to be much because of the contract. Yeah, like, look at what right. Brandon Cooks, like Brandon Cooks got traded for peanuts. It'd be something similar to that. So, um, yeah, I can't really think of anybody off the top of my head that would even make sense in that spot. Yeah, I, I kind of fall in line with that as well. Uh, William drops in with another super chat. He says, uh, I wish I had a lot of money. It would go to you three. Dude, $2 is more than we could ever ask for. It's greatly appreciated. We will uh, duke it out. We'll do a a good round of rock, paper, scissors shoot to see uh, who gets the Arnold Palmer iced teas and see who gets left out in the cold. Um, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh, Hennessy drops in. Hennessy says, miss on Tyreek, got Garrett wilson miss on obj we get jsn so yeah you never know what happens right you miss out on odell all of a sudden uh, or you miss out on tyree kill you take garrett wilson at number 10 if we didn't if we got tyree kill there's a good chance we would have taken jermaine johnson at number 10 so you're you're missing that a huge amount of value in terms of where you took uh jordan uh lose my train of thought here jermaine johnson too many j's um JSN, Jermaine Johnson, JFM, <laughs> trying to keep all my, know, my numbers straight. Uh, and then you think about the two second round picks we would have given up for Tyree Kill. So you're now you're already saying, oh, hey, we wouldn't have had Brees Hall and we wouldn't have had the ability to get back up into the first round to select another player anyway. So missing on Tyree Kill is one of the best things that could have happened to the Jets. It just kind of sucks they wound up in our division. Uh, instead of uh, JSN or instead of OBJ, you get JSN? I would. Uh, I, I'm lukewarm on it. I don't. I don't want to go receiver. I'll be honest. Um, if they make the move, I'll have faith because obviously uh, Garrett Wilson and Alave both say this guy was the better receiver of the three of them. And uh, clearly, I don't know how to rank Ohio State wide receivers, so I'm not. I'm gonna defer to the uh, the pros there. Uh, Sorless drops in celebrating 26 months of membership says, hope you guys are doing well hyped for the draft. I'm excited. Sorless. You better be there hanging out with us all three days of the draft. Like Sorless is going to be, uh, jet for two comes in, says, I don't care if O'Leary wants to make me captain peanut of the peanut gallery, but missing out on OBJ was the best thing that could have happened. Matt, you think it's the best thing that could have happened missing out on Odell? I mean, I, I was not a fan of going after Odell. I'm, I wasn't going to – I'm not victory lapping them not signing him. I think if they did mm-hmm. sign him for $15 million, I would have been like, all right, the, what? why did Joe Douglas go full Mike McCagnon? You never go full Mike McCagnon there. No. <laughs> um, but no, we would have saw not, the, the, the war room with Joe Douglas, and he'd have all the Starbucks cups all <laughs> over yeah, the place. Yeah. 
no this is not this would not get you on peanut gallery it, it's it's a little bit of a hot take because uh the best thing that could have happened i don't know if i would go like that far but this is not peanut gallery worthy of a take so you get a pass blitz crew hops in he says congrats to avt on getting married Ooh, i did not know that so congrats to that. him yeah. uh i think our first two picks are offensive tackle and center if not that would be defensive tackle I still stand by there is no reason for the Jets to give up any picks in 2023 to facilitate an Aaron Rodgers trade. Unless Green Bay comes back to us with a deal that's more attractive than using all our picks on players to help Aaron Rodgers, which I don't think they're going to be able to do. They would have to eat a ton of salary cap right now for me to want to to make the move prior to the draft. So I'm, I'm using both second round picks here, Blitzcrew, but I agree. Tackle at 13, center at 42, and then 43, you know, have your fun at defensive tackle, linebacker, or safety, whichever one you feel provides the most value to you at that at that point. Greenbean, how do you feel about using our first two picks on tackle and center or possibly defensive tackle? Yeah, it's what I want to see, actually. I, I want them to use um, the first round pick on a tackle. I'd love to say, I mean, look, it depends on who's there, right? So that, that all being said, um, I would love to see them just make sure that there's a brick wall in front of Aaron Rodgers and that we could weather another similar injury wave that we saw last year at the position. Uh, I have faith in Becton. I know a lot of Jets fans don't, and for good reason. He's 23 years old. Uh, so, I mean, looks great. He's taking it seriously. He's realizing, man, my career is sliding down the drain and I'm going to have the rest of my life. And I blew it. You know what I mean? So because I wanted to, uh, sleep in, in, uh, in, in Texas instead of playing at the facility and whatever. And, and I think he's taking it seriously and he's got a good shot, man. And we, we might be looking at this as just a bad luck beginning and he's our tackle for the next, however many years, no matter what, I think he's going to be good this year. If he, if he's on the field, we, we got to remember how badass he was. We have mm -hmm. Dwayne or I'm sorry. Yeah. Dwayne Brown. Uh, he's there, but he's here for one year, period. And there, there's nothing to say that if you get a Broderick Jones or something, it doesn't beat him out, man. And having Dwayne Brown and Max Mitchell backing these guys up uh, is not a bad deal, dude. And and I, I think that would be really good. Now, that said, again, you know, I mentioned it earlier. We don't have a center, all right? Now, they're talking about maybe the Jets pivot and go grab Connor McGovern. Okay, but that's real. We, we, we were looking for an upgrade. And the truth mm -hmm. is, is that we can upgrade even in the draft. All right. We whiffed on, on uh, a couple guys that we were talking to in, in free agency. We still got, you know, some guys that are out there that we're interested in, uh, but they have concerns and, and that's all well and good. I think first round pick is a tackle unless the guys that you have first round grades are gone. And in which case I believe it's defensive tackle or safety, free safety, if possible. Um, and then I think second round pick is going to be a center. That's what I think. I think it's fantastic, Blitzcrew. Matt, how are you feeling about using the first two picks, offensive tackle, center, or possibly defensive tackle? How do you kind of see this playing out? Uh, I would love to OT in round one, center in round two, and and sign Ben Jones, too, and mm -hmm. have the, the center sit behind it. Because even if, right, the thing you hear about Ben Jones is he had the concussion problems last year, so he might not give you a full season. <laughs> Okay, well, then you have someone you feel comfortable with who can come in 
and play if needed, but then you have him in a perfect world sit behind Jones for a year who will be that stopgap and then can be that 10-plus year starter, hopefully. Um, that would be my preference. Uh, I also like the idea of defensive tackle. Like, again, my my dream is one of the top three tackles at 13. If that is off the table and they went like Kalaja Kansi, I would not be upset with that because him next to yeah. Quinn and Williams, I think, would be devastating on the interior Brutal. of that defensive line. Yeah, I'm I'm Brutal. kind of in this weird spot with the Ben Jones and like Connor McGovern sort of thing. Like, I, part of me wants to sign Ben Jones to hide the fact that we need a center, so we hopefully don't have someone leapfrogging in front of us to steal that center. The other part of me thinks like, well, if Ben Jones and Connor McGovern are still sitting there then maybe we don't put any money towards them and you wait and see who falls to you at center. Then you select that center and then you base your veteran backup on, uh, or maybe it's not veteran backup. Maybe it's the guy that starts in place of the, the second round pick in case he's not ready to go. But I think then maybe you can, if you don't get the center that you want falling to you, now all of a sudden you go, okay, hey, Connor McGovern. Okay, hey, Ben Jones. Um, now, I think that probably gives the veteran a little bit more leverage over us as far as price, kind of like what we saw with Dwayne Brown when as soon as Makai Becton went down. So I guess I, I kind of talked myself out of that. Yeah, do Ben Jones before the draft. I want I want the nasty streak. I'm kind of over the Connor McGovern experience. Yep, uh, yeah. Matt, are you kind of in that same same boat as far as the Connor McGovern stuff goes? Yeah, I'm I'm all good there. He it really run me the wrong way, like when Zach or whoever was getting pushed around back there, mm -hmm. and it was kind of like, oh hum, like no big deal. Sam even like it was never like there was no edge. And I'm not saying you gotta mm -hmm. go go full Ryan Jensen or anything like that either, but like have your guys back every once in a while. Oh, dude, I want, like, throw the gloves off. Let's get the penalty. I don't care. Let them know not to touch our quarterback next time. Like, I, that's one of, like, the okay times that you you want to get a penalty, but I, I guess who was, <laughs> situational who was football. Who was it? Was it Breno Giacomini who had, like, an incredibly short – who am I thinking of on, like, that I, era that, Jets team who had, like, a real short fuse? Was it him? That, that yeah, sounds Giacomini right. Yeah, he was. He was a yeah. fighter. Yeah. Oh, dude! I Good want someone Breno. that's gonna start throwing fists. Like we got, I want our other guys to pull him back. Like I want a rabid dog going after, like, you know, the guy that uh, for a bad hit. Now I'm not talking about a football play. I'm talking about like, yo, I went low on your quarterback unnecessarily. Like, okay, here come the gloves. That's what I want. Yeah, see. yeah, no, totally. You know, it's funny. I made, I made a video like two two years ago or something for Jet Nation. And I, and I looked at the types of penalties that offensive linemen were getting and the difference. And you got people saying, oh, the guy gets too many penalties. But like, yeah, but dude, they're roughing penalties. You know what I mean? So he's grabbing the, the, the defensive tackle and he's letting them know who's boss. That's significantly different than a hold because the guy's beating the shit out of him around the head. Mm -hmm. I could play. Oh. oh, we lost Green Bean. Oh, no. <laughs> It was so good. You know what? Here, let's. I could do this. We won't even realize he's gone because he's uh. frozen. <laughs> he's gonna come back. Like, what the hell? Why'd you guys do that to me? That's all right. We'll let that flow over there. Uh, Joe drops in with a super chat. He says, "Took a deep dive on this year's tight ends. I think there should be four or five guys that can make an instant impact. Thoughts on using a day two pick on tight end? So, Joe, I'm actually kind of with you on this. In my research, as far as like tight end and wide receiver, I actually like the tight ends significantly more than I like the wide receivers in this class. That being said, 
the uh, the thought of bringing one in uh, instead. Hold on, I froze you, Green Bean. I know you're back there. There we go. Now you're back. What happened? What did you no, do? I don't know. You what? you got booted, so I was like, oh well, I want Freeze Bean here. Booted. I want to look at someone. So then Why I froze did you. Get after. Booted. I was in trouble. I don't know. I don't know. Probably time out. Sit in your corner. All right. My parents used to have Sorry. me sit on the stairs. I was talking. <laughs> when I was, I was in time out. Talking and talking. Yeah, the stairs. Ugh. Miserable. Yeah. Um, so, Green Bean, uh, Joe drops in with a super chat. He says, took a deep dive into this year's tight ends. I think there could be four or five guys that can make an instant impact. Thoughts on using a day two pick on tight end. So, my issue with using any pick on a tight end is because of the restructures to both Conklin and Uzoma and drafting Ruckert last year. Like, to me, we have our tight ends locked in for the next two years. Unless Joe Douglas is possibly thinking of using one of those tight ends as some type of trade chip later on in the season, yeah. or not later on in the season, but later on into the offseason, the Packers do need a tight end, so that could be something that might be attractive a little later on. Um, I do like the idea of adding a tight end. I just don't like a first-round tight end because you have to be elite to be worthy of that type of selection. And if you look at like the top tight ends taken the last 10 years, the first tight end is generally like pretty cringeworthy. I think there's like two guys that are worth their salt. Um, you could get great tight ends in rounds four, five, six. Uh, I would not spend a high pick on a tight end right now, knowing what we have already on the roster. I would prefer to go JSN at this point over any of the tight end prospects. Um, and then even in the second round, like, let's say we go tackle in the first round center with one of our picks in the second round. If we keep the other second round pick, I would prefer to go any one of defensive tackle, safety, linebacker, uh, before even considering tight end at all. Uh, Greenbean, where do you stand on the tight end class for this year? And do you think a day two pick might be worth a consideration? Well, we don't have a third, right? So that means what that means our second round pick. Uh, sadly, I, I mean, you kind of outlined it, Ryan. You know, we took Ruckert last year. Which, as much as we love him and we love his dad and the whole thing, right? We love it. It was a weird pick. Let's just call it what it was. I think everybody went, ooh, really? And I loved a lot of these tight ends. This is a very good tight end class, in my opinion. I mean, I, I love so many of these guys. I spent time watching them. Uh, I like that Sam Laporta. I liked him last mm -hmm. year. He chose to stay in school. Um, you know, I, 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 I like him. I like the, I mean, Notre Dame. Every friggin' year, there's a Notre Dame tight end that everybody loves. Um, but, I mean, dude, I'll tell you who doesn't suck being taken near the top is good old Pat Fryermuth, baby. That's a dude. <laughs> That's a stud. We knew it. We called it. And he is it. He's the real deal. Uh, I think this this uh, this uh, this class has a few of those guys. and But I just don't know. Like you said, unless they're like, all right, I'm going to get rid of Conklin, somebody wants him. I can get a third for mm -hmm. Conklin, and then I'm going to use my this on that and use that on you know if Luke Mux Musgrave sli you know slides down and you know something like that. I think it's a possibility. Other than that, man, I think we're stacked. You know, what I mean, and again, like as, as fun as all this shit is, and no one likes tight ends more than me. Okay, I've consciously not said shit. You see how quiet I was on the tight end you, shit. This you've year? been yeah. like radio silence this year. That is by design, man. That is hard to do. I'm just telling you. I've been talking tight ends for 10 years. I just said, I'm not doing it. I'm not. But, uh, you know, it's like we have actual holes. You know, we have needs. And, you know, even like Ruckert last year, like using two, you know, uh, 
uh, grabbing two guys in free agency and then a third round pick on a tight end was a head scratcher in my opinion. Again, I liked the pick. I liked the player. I liked the story. So that's all well and good. We didn't see him last year, except they, they put him into one play, dove on his face, and they're like, get out, LaFleur. Who knows what happened, right? But I think Ruckert is a stud in, in, in waiting. Honestly, I think he's going to have a fantastic career. I love having him. And that said, I don't know if it, if you can really justify using a, you know, first two round pick on a tight end, unless like Ryan said, you already know you're getting at least a third mm-hmm. for, uh, for one of the guys that you have on your squad now. Yeah, I think if there were one tight end that would be moved, I think it would be Conklin. I, I think the familiarity yeah. between him in Minnesota and then the Green Bay Packers, I think they might find that a little bit attractive. I think of the two, he might have been a little bit more disappointing than Uzoma just because of some of the drops and in bigger moments. Um, but yeah, I just I, I have a hard time wrapping my head around tight end. I love Dalton Kincaid from Utah. I think he's going to be a stud. Yep. I really, one. really like him. Uh, Matt, where do you stand on this tight end conversation? Do you think that it's possible the Jets could use a, a top two-day pick on uh, on one of these guys? I have a very hard stance on it. Don't do it. Please. <laughs> and I look, if Greenbean, Mr. Tight End himself, is saying no to the tight end, that should tell you yeah. all you need to know. And I, right. I hear it. I did a video on it earlier today. It was called, Why Do People Continue to Mock Tight Ends to the Jets? In these mock drafts i don't get it in the first and second round you can't look at this team with the need potential need for another receiver offensive tackle center interior defensive line linebacker and safety and say i'm going to use a top 50 pick on a tight end after using a day two pick on a tight end last year and giving big contracts to two tight ends last year as well i understand you can get out of one or maybe both, but I would be surprised if they got out of both after next year. I think it would be Conklin. But give Rucker a shot. The guy blocked his ass off when he was given the limited reps. Can we see what he is before we draft someone in the first two rounds? We see guys on day two at that position. Tight end, tight end and running back are two positions that you find really, really great value on in like that second to fourth round. That's the sweet spot for me. Uh, I, I think it's the, some of the first round tight ends who have gone in the last 10 years or so a little bit overrated. Not Pat Fryermuth, though, who's a second rounder, by the way, Green Bean. So he is exempt from this list. But yeah. it just doesn't make sense for this Jets team where they are. They need offensive line help. They need another wide receiver, not another tight end. And they need help on the interior of the defensive line. It's a no from me. J-Boy hops in, says, who do you guys want in week one? I want New England in New England. I want the Jets-Giants Monday night, 9-11. There's the storyline of Robert Sala's brother being in one of the towers. I think that would be a a very captivating uh, story. I do like the idea of going against New England because we haven't beaten them in so long. To start the season with a chance to kind of exercise that demon would be a lot of fun. Um, So I'm good, good kind of either way on either one of those. Uh, Matt, your thoughts. Who do you want week one? Giants on Monday Night Football for the mm-hmm. New York storyline for you know September 11th. It means uh, a lot to the the city and you know the impact that it's had. I think it would be, um, you know, I think that would be the best way to open up the season. 
Green Bean, what about you? Is there a particular uh, opponent you would like to see us face week one? Uh, well, it's tough for me this year because... You want it on the road, right? I want it on the road because I'm going to be... say, I mean, I'm going to be mm -hmm. watching the game. I might even live stream, but I'm going to be at the Blue Ridge Metal Fest for my son. I have to take him, dude. So it's a three-day, four-day festival. I'll be down there. I got backstage passes for Pantera and and all that kind of oh my shit. God. So, wow. yeah, yeah. My my best buddy in the world is like really. He was in Black Label Society with Zach Wild and Zach Wilds and Pantera and all that shit. So I'm I'm getting a full. So I got to take my son to that. So I'm hoping that opening day is like Monday night uh, in Kansas City or some shit like that. You know what I mean? That's what, I'm, that's what I'm hoping. But I get it. I think what you guys are saying. I mean, the Giants makes a ton of sense. I'm just hoping that, like, worst case scenario, like, let's say the Packers hold out till, like, September for this mm -hmm. trade. And we, you know, Aaron Rodgers comes in and he gets a little bit, but he's rusty and everything. And then we, I just, I think about the most painless game to lose. You know what I mean, but uh, I'm 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 all cockeyed right now. You got to give me a sec, but uh, I think the Giants game would be magical. That's that's probably the way they're going to do it too. I would think. Yeah, and not to mention uh, Jay Boy's comment: the New England in New England or the Giant uh, Jet game. It's a Giant home game, so that would achieve the same thing that we've been talking about, where we get to have our home opener week two, which is not so bad. Yeah, I like that. It. Would be that, that would work for me. That means I'm going to have a busy month. That's what it means. I love it. Party with Peg and Artie. Oh, man, I'm excited. Are we invited to the party? Sounds like we are. It's a great uh, name. New member. I just wrote it down. I was like, yeah, I like these guys. That's a great like name. Peg. Uh, well, I don't know if it's uh, Peg or Artie. I mean, it could be either one um, right now. We're going we're gonna to call Peg and Artie. Peg and Artie says, uh, a new member from two weeks ago. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, says, you guys do a great job. Think JD trades one of the second picks and next year's to move up this year. I do think that's possible. I think with where the Jets are currently sitting, if an Aaron Rodgers trade doesn't get done on draft day, which I'm, I'm hoping it does not, I'm totally good with utilizing picks either more this year, you know, a pick next year. Go get the guy you think can go contend uh, or help us contend for a Super Bowl. If that's moving up, getting the five-year contract for a center, I'm okay with that. If that's moving up and getting uh, a defensive tackle that they like that's dropping or something along those lines, all about it. All the trade-ups that I've seen Douglas do so far, I've been pretty enthusiastic about. So I have no concerns if they were to, to go that route. Um, I'm fine with going and getting our guy as opposed to sitting back and hoping our guy is there. Matt, where do you fall on possibly trading back into the first round, maybe using... Uh, a pick from next year's draft. I would not do that. My, if you're going to trade, I would do the trade down from 13 to mm. like that 19 to 23 land and maybe pick up another second this year so that you can have your first and two seconds this year. Um, because like, there's a chance you're probably well. I mean, if everything goes well, you're hoping that you don't have your 2024 first round pick, right? That it was conditioned mm -hmm. to go to them because you won the Super Bowl or something. Uh, so get your top picks in again for another year, and then uh, you go from you go from there. But I don't. I'd be surprised if they packaged picks to get up into the first round for 
another time this year. Greenbean, how do you feel about possibly swinging some picks to get back into the first round? We saw Douglas do it last year. Do you think that's something he's going to be considering right now, or do you think he kind of takes the approach of uh, more shots at that dartboard are better than trying to force one with one individual player but losing maybe two players in the process? The thing is, is it's a lot easier to get from 35 to you know back in in the first and from 42 or 43 whatever one we end up keeping it's a whole different thing like we were able to give up essentially i mean what do we do in the in the jermaine johnson we got back in the first by flip-flopping third so we didn't lose our third we just went back in the third round and then we gave a fifth so it was like i mean joe douglas magic another magic trade but that's not going to be able to happen if you're at 42 you know what i mean that's another you know, 10 picks or so later in the, so that you remember, like if you, if, if, if you look at that first, like six or seven picks mm-hmm. of the second round, there's some real studs that come out of that group Con- consistently every single year, mm-hmm. it seems to be. And once you start getting into the forties, it starts to wane and, um, and teams know that. So it'll be more expensive. I think he'll try. I think because of the Aaron Rodgers thing, it does shift. You know, we we saw Joe Douglas get a little bit more aggressive last year with all those trade ups as opposed to the mm-hmm. trade backs. Um, but I think the Aaron Rodgers things, you know, idea would you know would kind of lead you to the idea that he's going to want to get the highest quality. But I don't know if he'll have the ammo to pull it off. Just so you guys know, uh, forty two and forty three are valued at just under five hundred points, four eighty and four seventy. To get up to where Dallas is at 26, that is the difference of, uh, what is that? Dallas is valued at 700 points, so you're talking 220-point difference. That's about the value of pick 74 that was given to Cleveland in the Elijah Moore trade. Um, So to get back up, you're probably talking, yeah, you might have to talk a a second-round pick next year to hop back up to the tail end of the first. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think 42 and 43 are high enough for me that I'm okay sitting there and getting the prospects that fall as opposed to losing an additional you know, player. Now, if you package both second-round picks, which I really don't want to do either, that's the equivalent of like 900 points, which gets you somewhere around pick 17 or so. Um, I don't know. I don't think there's enough top-end talent in this draft that would make me feel compelled to to go up. I think really the only one that sort of interests me is possibly the five-year contract for the center. Uh, and that would probably require you leapfrogging the Giants possibly at the tail end of the first. And I don't know if we're going to give up that many picks. We'll see where we go. Steve Love. I drops agree. And that's chat. a great point though, Ryan. Mm-hmm. I just want to second what you said. It's a great point. This draft, I mean, dude, if you really dig into a lot of the positional groups, you'll see it mm-hmm. pales. Like, just overall, it's kind of a... I mean, great players are going to come out of it, no doubt. But it's kind of a weak class, man. Like, trading up and getting nuts in this class is kind Mm. of a silly move. The only thing that could justify it is that you're just trying to get the absolute best for that potentially one year with Aaron Rodgers. That's the only thing that would make Mm. sense. Completely agree. Steve Love hops in and says, didn't need tight end last year, don't need one this year. Yeah, I mean, right, we sort of uh, saw what our offense was like and we didn't really utilize the tight ends properly last year. Uh, and I think just utilizing tight ends the correct way this year should uh, should go a little bit further. I don't think we need to, to spend a high pick on one. I agree. 
Uh, Mumtaz, what's up, dude? He drops in with a $10 super chat, says Darnell Wright is another offensive tackle that is rising. Kuiper has him going as a first, uh, as first offensive tackle off the board. I think we have three credible wide receivers. Why do we need a fourth? We don't have a dominant linebacker or any center, and we should get one. Uh, yeah, look, I think one of these top three picks has to be a center, first and foremost. Tackle-wise, if you can get someone to bite on a trade down, like if JSN's sitting there for the Jets, and let's say there's only been one tackle taken before the Jets, if you can convince someone to come up, or heck, maybe it's even so much as the Packers. Maybe now there's a, a decision where it's like, hey, you know, we're, we're comfortable with a bunch of players that are on our board at 13 right now, and if we trade down to 15 with you, and you hop up to 13, if we don't have to give up certain additional picks because of this move being facilitated uh well maybe having the packers jump in front of the patriots to take jsn away from them or something along those lines may not be the worst decision it's almost like a addition by subtraction of draft pick uh almost i don't know it's kind of kind of interesting darnell writes an interesting one but because of the tackles and how deep it feels like we may be like we might be five or six tackles deep in this draft that I would feel comfortable starting uh, early on. Maybe not, you know, week one, but I think early on. Um, some are are kind of slated to be maybe guards. Some are slated maybe to be right tackles. I, I still fall with Paris Johnson Jr. and Broderick Jones as my two favorites for that pick. Um, but Darnell Wright has been creeping up boards. Matt, have you done any research on Darnell Wright and how are you feeling about, uh, you know, tackles overall in this class? Yeah, I don't see how you could possibly put him over Broderick Jones, Peter Skaronsky, and uh, Paris Johnson and, like, those guys. But if you need someone, at, like, in a trade-back scenario that we talked about, I think he would be a target. I don't think he's someone who could play left tackle, but I do think he can play right tackle and play it right away. Uh, so if you're comfortable with Makai Becton and Dwayne Brown battling it out for left tackle, and then you have Darnell Wright slotted in as your right tackle, and you want to do it that way, you can sell me on that. Um, I just think, me personally, if you're in a spot at 13 when either of the top three guys are there, I would much rather take one of those guys than um, move back and take Darnell Wright, who uh, I think can be just a solid starting level right tackle, which again has value, but I think the upside is more with the other three. Yeah, I think there's also something to be said for how Douglas values Becton and where he could possibly be. Like if he thinks we want to try Becton to let him have that opportunity to start at left tackle, but you want the security of having another tackle, maybe you're not taking one at 13 then. Maybe it is either a trade down or, or at a different round. The, Joe Douglas was part of the Philadelphia Eagles when they made the selection of their now left tackle in like the sixth or seventh round. So they can find talent outside of round one. And I think that's probably the most frustrating part for me with Joe Douglas is he's an offensive line scout by trade. And the fact that we have to use so many first round picks on offensive linemen feels like we're, we're missing out on a little bit of value there. And that's like the little bit of me that feels like maybe you go defensive tackle or maybe you go wide receiver uh, in the first round. But I, I'm panicked. Like Matt was saying, I would prefer the tackle that could just kind of slot in and, and sort of solve a, what a, was a major problem last year. 
Greenbean, how do you feel about the tackle class this year and possibly, you know, maybe either trading down or, or how do you feel about these first round guys? Um, I, I like them. You know, I don't, I don't think I feel the same way as like, for example, the 2020 tackle class. I thought those guys were studs. I mean, these guys are good. I, I like Skaronsky more than he's getting. Like, you know, there, there seems to be like a, a fall from grace for him. It has mm. to do with his little tiny alligator arms. You know what I mean? Little Tyrannosaurus Rex. But, uh, you know, and that's all good. I think uh, I think he's going to be there. I think that he's going to slide because of his arms. It's rare. I think there's like there's a handful of guys uh, in recent mm. NFL history that have done anything or let's say made the Pro Bowl with his arm length. And that's real, man. You got to pay attention to that stuff. Talking about Darnell Wright, I like Darnell Wright, but I I agree. I think he's going to need a minute. I mean, he's got um, coordination stuff. Uh, you know, he's, he's very experienced. He plays both sides. He's got all kinds of upside, man. But that, you know, the worst thing to, you know, that you can do for guys with upside is go, oh, yeah, you got upside here. Go play. Go out there and 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 in New York and and just be do you dude and then he sucks and we're like you're gonna kill yourself and all that kind of stuff and and then it's over and it's the fucking upside out the window you know so i think darnell wright's an interesting guy um i think he's going to be good but i think he needs a minute and uh like you said maybe not even a whole year but he's got to get with you know the, your offensive staff and he's got to work uh now if you feel like you need that tackle right away i wouldn't do it but if you feel good about Beckton, you feel good about Mitchell, you feel good about uh, Dwayne Brown, he might be the perfect pick. Slide back, get your second, you know, extra second, extra third, whatever it is, and then you grab Darnell Wright. So you essentially you weren't going to play your rookie anyway, and now you got the perfect guy to develop, and uh, and you made some money on the on on the uh, on the deal. So I think it could be interesting. It all depends on how you look at it. But um, yeah, if the deal's there, I think Joe Douglas might consider it. Corey Washington hops in, says, if this trade doesn't happen before or during the draft and we build this team up around Aaron and Hackett offense, uh, will Green Bay ask for a first for him then? So here's what I would like to see happen. I want to use every single pick this year to surround what will eventually be Aaron Rodgers as our starting quarterback, go all in for a Super Bowl these next two years. I don't want to use a pick on a quarterback at all these next two years. Just do that and then... We get into to June 1st and we say, hey, look, we will give you the trade we were talking about before. We'll give you the second round pick in 2024 and a conditional pick in 2025 based on either performance or how he plays. But you know what? You guys want a first round pick for him? We'll give you the 2024 first. But now that we've waited to June 1st and he's missed some of our voluntary uh, workouts that we would have really liked to have had him at, I want you guys to eat some of that bad contract that you signed him to, and you will get the 2024 first-round pick, which we are banking on being 25 to 32 anyway. And I have no problem with that because if they eat $20 million of that $60 million bonus, and now all of a sudden you have $20 million on the back end of this uh, Aaron Rodgers experience, I'm all about that. That is 100% worth the first-round pick you're going to give up, which is basically a $20 million player that you're kind of, you know, foregoing there. But... I, uh, I'm on board with giving up the 2024 first after June 1st if we can use every pick that we have this year on guys to surround Rodgers and the Packers are willing to eat some of that salary cap space that they would have gained by waiting to June 1st. Matt, your thoughts on uh, giving up a first for Aaron Rodgers post-draft? 
yeah, I mean, I'm good with that. Like now, if it was the, mm. if they said, hey, like it's a 2020, no conditions, 2022 mm. second, any 2024 first, I say, okay, because that is probably, if things go well, pick 28 to 32. All right, fine. Mm. If they, then, then it was worth it. Then it was worth it to me. Um, I, I'm good with that. If that's the case, then you get to use, as you said, your both of your picks in the second round, or it gives you some flexibility to move around if you wanted to. I still believe that something's going to get done before the draft. Um, but if it doesn't, then okay, you give up next year's first, and, but you kept your entire draft class, then I'm okay with it. Creamy, what about you? How do you feel about possibly having to give up a first-round pick for Aaron Rodgers in the event we spend all our picks this year on our own team? I, I mean, I, I think, like, Ryan, the way you said it was was pretty good. It's like, okay, well, I, I think as it ticks by, like, you know, uh, Brian Gutenkust was, was on record saying, oh, if it makes it past the draft, the price is going to change. I think, yeah, the price is going to change. As it gets closer and closer to when you got to pay them, uh, I think it's going to change. But, you know, again, like like you said, that first-round pick now becomes less valuable because the idea is that it, we're going to be in the late 20s and 30s, you know, maybe even 32, right, uh, as opposed to 13. So it's significantly downgraded in value. If they're just hooked on this idea that we got a first, then do it that way. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, I, I think um, using our picks this year and getting Aaron Rodgers would be fantastic. Like using the first and two seconds uh, to fortify what we're trying to accomplish. And then next year going, sure, we'll give you a first. You know what I mean? Like now we'll give you a first. Uh, I think it would be beautiful. Um, so, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, we're hearing all kinds of different reports on what they're asking for, what the sticking points are. Joe Douglas wants a third on the comeback. Should Aaron Rodgers... Um, not play and they want an uncom you know an, like a, just an unconnected first next year in addition to a second this year and Joe Douglas said no so it's all going to be interesting but I think if I think ultimately what we're going to see is a dramatic when the Jets are on the clock there has been a trade that's what we're going to see it's maximum juice maximum you know uh, impact I think that's the way it's going to go and it'll be the trade that we want uh, RJ, Mumtaz, and Harrison. I'm going to get to you guys in just a second. I just saw Dom C chime in here. Uh, Dom says, boys, you got to call it like it is. Right now, there are still holes to fill. We have limited draft capital, so rank these positions in order of importance. Offensive tackle, interior offensive line, interior defensive line, linebacker, wide receiver, safety. So for me, like you have it, uh, Dom, tackle, center, would be my my top two that I want to address because I think bringing in Simmons and then also having the flexibility of moving John Franklin Myers around while still having Carl Lawson under contract and Bryce Huff and all these other guys, I think uh, defensive tackle is important, but I I don't know if I necessarily feel the need to to pick one too too high depending on the caliber of player that you're trying to select. If you're if you're getting a stud, I'm okay with it. But other than that, I'm I almost if you're not doing it in the first two rounds, then maybe wait a little bit longer. Um, so for me, I would probably rank it tackle, center, safety, linebacker, defensive tackle. Mm. 
line, I, I, interior defensive lineman, linebacker, and safety are kind of the three that are in that lump for me. I, w- I would put them all within a, a certain deviation of one another. And wide receiver is the one that's a little further down. Uh, Matt, where do you fall on this particular list of positions? Yeah, Domsey is really close to getting this in exact order for me. I think mm-hmm. I would go OT, center, IDL, wide receiver, safety, linebacker, I think is the mm-hmm. order that I would go. Um, Greenby, what about you? What kind of – oh, sorry, Matt, didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I was going to say it, it's the last three are very close, but I mm-hmm. think the top three or four are really the ones that I really want to focus on the most. Greenby, what about you? This list of positions that Dom listed, how would you rank them in order of importance or, or how you want them to be addressed? Well, I, in order of importance, I have interior offensive line at, 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 at number one, center. That's like, mm, that's I'm not going to get we don't off have a one starter, right? We, <laughs> you don't fucking have one. You know what I mean? So I don't know what this business is. But uh, now that said, do you take a center with pick 13? The answer is uh, usually no. So, I mean, that does, just because it's in, in order of importance doesn't mean that's the order that I'm going to go. Mm. Um, but I'll stick with importance. So it's like, uh, I think interior offensive line, namely center. I think uh, tackle, even though we have tackles, you can't depend on Becton. So, yeah, I think that follows it. Interior defensive line, uh, safety, linebacker, wide receiver, or maybe wide wide receiver, because I think Sherwood's going to come in. I think Sherwood's going to light everybody's dicks on fire. You heard it here first, fellas. I think <laughs> you're all going to fall in love with Jamie and Sherwood uh, this year. I'm watching that guy, man, and uh, he's ready. And I think the Jets know he's ready. The crazy thing, I think they also think Tony Adams is ready. I, I tend to be a little bit less enthusiastic. I'm fine. All right. Okay, fine. But um, Sherwood's ready. And um, Tony Adams might be. But, uh, yeah, I think that's how I have it. Um, now, But I think that the tackle should more than likely be first. And interestingly, if there, if the tackles aren't there, the, like I would skip by interior and go defensive tackle too because there's going to mm-hmm. be, like you said, whether Jalen Carter slides or Kalijah Kansi, like there's going to be guys there that you're going to put in plug and play. They're going to be dominant next to crimi- uh, uh, next mm-hmm. to Quinnen. And that can be some fun stuff, man, with Carl Lawson and Jermaine coming around the edge with Huff and Michael Clemens pissing everybody off and stepping on their mother. All that kind of stuff. It's going to be great. <laughs> I love it. There you go. Love it. RJ comes in and says, how do we flip Mosley and get Devin White? Uh, would love to add a linebacker. Oh, Mosley's on this team, though. Mosley's not going anywhere. We're going to restructure him come August or September. He's going to be on the team the next two years with Aaron Rodgers. I think there, he's too much of a leader, too important of a piece. I would not... Uh, I don't think you move off a of CJ when you're going for a ring. Matt, you seem very colorful right now. How are you feeling? Yeah, Devin White sucks. He's not a good player. <laughs> Why? He's, people know him because he was taken fifth overall, but he's not good. I've been fighting with people in comment sections on, on here, in the chat. It's just so here's some rankings for him. Uh, out of 52 qualified linebackers last year, his 14% missed tackle rate was 42nd. Uh, re- uh, reception percentage allowed 15th, not bad. Uh, yards allowed 27th in coverage, touchdowns allowed in coverage 47th, passer rating allowed 51st, second worst in league. He can't cover and he's not very good against the run either. He is a name because he was taken fifth overall. 
Levante David carries that defense. Devin White does not. He's just a name. Please don't give up draft capital and then pay him a ton of money. That'd be silly. Matt dropping some cold, hard facts. Mumtaz comes in with Super Chat, says, Trading up with only six picks in the bank and at least one top pick going to Green Bay is crazy. 42 and 43 is perfect for what we need. Getting center earlier would be a reach. Um, well, 42 and 43, one of those two picks, I would like to be a center because you're, you're that, uh, at that point, you're waiting on a need until the fourth round. And that, that does scare me a little bit. Um, as far as, uh, trading up with only six picks, I, I do understand that. I do think there's a little less need for the depth like we had in previous years. So if you're talking, maybe moving from the fourth into the third, I think that's probably a little more my speed than maybe trading back into the first and losing a valuable pick next year. Um, so I, I kind of, kind of agree there center earlier. I don't agree. Uh, being a reach. I think second round would be perfect for for a center. Green Bean, any thoughts on Mumtaz's super chat right here? Do you tend to agree with only six picks in the bank? Maybe we don't trade up because of the uh, lack of picks. Going to Green Bay. I, I, I keep seeing Green Bean. I, I gotta, I'm sorry. That's just <laughs> shit. I can't wait. It's been jacking me up the last like two months. Oh, dude, it's killing me, man. I always think it. I always see it the wrong way. Always. If they mean mm -hmm. Green Bay, I see Green Bean. If it's Green Bean, I see Green Bay. Uh, perfect. What we need. Um, nah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. Trading up with only six picks in the bank and at least one top pick is going to Green Bay is. Well, I do agree. I think trading up, like Ryan just outlined, like, dude, we don't have a third. That thirds are a really good chip for that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. We don't have it. There's a gap. So we're going to give one of these premium picks away, and then you're going to have to, if you want to start to trade up, you're going to have to go and take two and three or next year's picks, and you're going to have to start doing all that sort of stuff. Now, if there's, the, if there's a top 10 player and he's sitting there, you know, in the early second or something like that. You know, just shit happens every year. It happens. Uh, so make no mistake. Just because a just just because a guy slips doesn't mean he's you know he's not going to make it or he's not a good player. But I I tend to agree with that end. Now the other side center earlier. I disagree wholeheartedly, man. I think there's some nice centers and there's going to be a run, dude. Make no mistake. There's a few teams that need them. And uh, and there and there and there's good ones. Whether it's Avila, whether you like Patterson, Stromberg, Tipman, um, you, you know, you know, uh, Whipler, you know, obviously, yeah, you know, John Michael Smith, all these guys. I mean, dude, there's a good group. You gotta fucking get one, dude. You know what I mean? We don't have one. You want to play games and wait till pick one twelve? I mean, I don't know, Mumtaz. I, I ain't doing that. Which one of those guys is sliding to one twelve? Tell me which one, and then we'll talk. I love it. I love it. Boys and girls, make sure you hit that like button for every 25 likes we get on this video. We're going to pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway. And if you want to get entered into all our giveaways through the NFL draft, Nightbot is chiming in in the chat, dropping the link to the new Talking Jets channel that Matt Greenbean and I launched. We're going to start the Talking Jets show over there in July when we come back after our summer hiatus. Uh, so if you head over there, comment on the video, subscribe to the channel, you'll be entered to our jersey giveaways, all the different stuff we're going to be doing throughout the draft. And uh, fun thing that we, we decided we were going to do, and I completely forgot to plug it. So if we have any graphic design people out there 
as fans of the channel or just want to get in on a, a fun contest. Uh, we probably should have organized as far as like where this is going to be sent. Let's say you got to send it to jetstalk247 at gmail.com. That'll be the where you got to send it. But we're looking for a, a channel logo for this new Talking Jets panel. And we'll give you, there'll be some sort of financial incentive. I, I really probably should have talked about this with you guys <laughs> prior, prior to doing this. Right uh, yeah, now, yeah. We, we had the idea of like doing the, Yeah, no, we, we had the idea of doing this. So like if one of the subscribers comes up with a great logo for the three of us, we'd love to do something. Uh, you know, maybe it's, you, you get a Jersey or maybe we, we send you, you know, just a, an Amazon gift card or something along those lines. But, uh, We'll discuss what that's going to wind up being, and we just want to have it ready to go. We, we think we have a bunch of creative fans out there that I think could help us along, and if we choose yours, then, uh, you know, a little pat on the back, and you get to see it as the uh, the channel logo, and you make yourself a little bit of cheddar at the same time. What are you thinking about that, Matt? I'm going to have to crack open um, paint, you know, uh, Microsoft Paint, and uh, get to work over here because uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. I would love an Amazon gift card. Dude, I'm just gonna I'm gonna create my little circles, my squares, and like have stuff that's like copy and paste it over, <laughs> and all that stuff. Who knows? Maybe we we got some we got some really talented people out there. We're not all. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know. You guys are talented. We'll love Creepy, you what do you, what do you what? Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll blow you a kiss on camera. Greenbean, how you feeling about this uh, logo challenge we got going on? I think it's going to be great. I think you, you guys got it. Look, I mean, any, any opportunity to kind of be involved with each other. Like, let me just tell you guys some things. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys know Jeremy, right? Like Jeremy mm -hmm. was a winner. Now the way he won was complete horseshit. This jets chaos guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He actually, he contacted my wife on her social media. Fucking shady shit. Jer that all said, um, Jeremy was in, that's how Jeremy kind of got into this world. Then Wa2K, very similar. Mm. I just said, hey, I, I put it out. I need somebody like behind me to help me look up stats. I can't pay you or anything like that. I just, if you're looking to help out and kind of be a part of and there's Wa2K. And like Dom C, Dom C was a guy, I've known Dom C since he's a little tiny baby boy. We come from the same little tiny one square mile town in New Jersey. Um, and I, you know, he was friends with my younger sister, but I haven't seen Dom in 20 years at least. And he won a contest. Remember the contest to be on mm -hmm. the, uh, that big and, uh, he sounded good. And I reached out to him. Hey, you want to help out with some things? And fuck, boom, Dom C is born. So who knows, man, this is one of those things. If you do this stuff, it's exciting. Like be a part of it. Come on in, man. Like we're a good group of dudes. Ryan will sit with us for hours and help. Mm -hmm. And like, this is a good community, man. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and if you do this, who knows where it could lead and, and even just hanging out, man, is it, you know, it's good to just hang out with each other and meet you guys. And again, it's an opportunity. I think it could be a lot of fun. I'm really excited to see what kind of designs you guys come up with. It'd be great. I'm pumped. And if all your designs are shit, we're going to come up with our own anyway. So that's right. <laughs> what do you got to lose? <laughs> we'll still pretend okay. we like them though. We'll still pretend yeah. they were all good, but you know, <laughs> yeah, we're nice. No, of course. We'd love to choose one. It would be it would be a delight for yeah. us. Harrison comes in says question: Do you think we deal a running back at any point with Michael Carter, uh, Bam, and Brees? Also, if Corey Davis restructured, 
We are more than fine at wide receiver. Yeah, I, as far as the Corey Davis stuff goes, I like that Green Bay tried to trade for him, and I like that Aaron Rodgers is coming here, and by some additive or... I don't even what mathematical property that would have been, uh, basically means that Aaron Rodgers wanted to play with Corey Davis in some capacity in the past. And I think him coming here now, if you could, you know, renegotiate and say, Hey, Corey, we want you here for the next two years. We want to go win a Super Bowl. You're gonna have the best quarterback you've ever had throwing you the ball. We want you here. Let's, let's get this done. If he takes a little bit less money, I'm all about it. Uh, honestly, even his 10.5 million that he's due this year is still peanuts compared to to where some of these wide receiver contracts are going. Even though he's probably not, you know, he didn't live up to that number this past year. I think it, it bad quarterback play does play a factor in that. Now, as far as do we think we go with a running back? I don't know. I like I want to believe in Michael Carter like really badly, and I think a lot of it had to do with shit quarterback play and terrible offensive line health and all that good stuff. Um, and he's such a great voice in the locker room. Like for me, there's no way Michael Carter's not here being a major part of, of the influence of this team. And I, I like Bam. I think Brees, I would start on IR depending on how good he's looking heading into training camp. Like I don't want to rush him back in any capacity. So let's, let's, let's play the game of Brees is on IR for four weeks. Are we comfortable with Bam Knight, Michael Carter, Ty Johnson as our three running backs, or do we think we should add another one either via the draft or maybe someone like a Kareem Hunt or someone like that that's out there in free agency? Matt, where do you fall on the running back front? Um, I think people have got gotten off the Michael Carter bandwagon too quickly. Uh, I mm -hmm. think he is a bounce-back candidate this year. I also think that Bam Knight showed me something last year. Yes, it was in a small sample size, but also the last what three four weeks of the year the offensive line was in absolute shambles so i don't know how much stock i'm really going to put into what we saw the final weeks like yes it was bad we, we know the last three four games was just absolutely abysmal but i think both of those guys can be effective if they fix the offensive line which fully anticipate joe douglas doing greenby what about you how do you feel about possibly making a move for a running back, whether it be through the draft, free agency, how are you feeling about our running back room? I mean, I think they'll add someone because they want to have a fourth. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I don't think, dude, like we all kind of got down. I mean, like we have to stay in reality, right? The reason mm -hmm. that our running game fell off a cliff the second half of the year, now obviously Brees was the, the greatest stud on the team, so there's that. But Michael Carter, Bam Knight, like Matt said, he showed a lot. Dude, teams had eight and nine in the box. They were daring a, an incapable Zach Wilson to beat them. And uh, and that's what happened. Like, they can't do anything. You know, so the idea that that's going to happen again with Aaron Rodgers. Dude, go ahead. Put eight in the box. Aaron Rodgers is going to slice and dice uh, all the way to the end zone all day long. That's what he's going to do. He's going to make you pay. And uh, that's why you need a quarterback. That's what that's you know that's what we're doing here. We had the thirty second ranked quarterback play with a few peaks here and there, some nice plays by Zach, some Mike White dreams, and even Strebler came out, ran around a little bit. You know, he threw a bunch of cantaloupes around that people caught, and uh, you know, meatball passes. Uh, you know, we had our moments, but you know, dude, teams knew if we take away their running game, likely their offense can't do anything. And uh, that's what we saw. I think Michael Carter, Bam Knight, Ty Johnson, who I have been raving about for years, I love more than anyone. Um, I love Ty Johnson. I'm so happy he's back. 
And uh, but I think those guys, you know, you bring a guy in, you know, young guy, maybe another late round or undrafted free agent, like you said, somebody, uh, just somebody, somebody as a fourth. I think it'd be, I think we'll be fine until Breeze comes back. That's my thoughts on it. Yeah, dude, I, I I'm a big Michael Carter fan. As far as like favorite players on the team, he's right up there in my top five. Like personality is huge for me, and this dude was every bit the leader you needed him to be. And I'm I'm hoping. I think he's primed for a bounce back year. I agree with Matt and, and Green Bean here. Uh, Blitz Crew drops in with a super chat. Says point wise in the trade value, we come ahead or come out ahead if our first next year is mid twenties or later. Would love to give the first next year for Aaron Rodgers. We'll certain uh, we certainly can make good use of our picks this year. Yeah, I, that's exactly where I fall. Especially if you can wind up getting Green Bay to eat some of that bonus, which I think post-June 1st might be a little more likely because they they may value the five-year contract in the first round over a mid-second round pick this year in a year that they have 10 draft picks already. So yeah, I'm on board with giving up the first next year. Uh, I've got no issues with that. I do think it's it's us coming out ahead. And it is kind of interesting, right? Like I think what Blitzcrew is trying to get at here is that if you value the first next year as a second round pick this year, and we're deeming that we're going to be at the tail end of the first round next year, then ipso facto kind of means that we'd be giving up the equivalent of a late second round pick this year. And if you're giving up a late second round pick this year, then yeah, you're, you're making up uh, a lot of ground considering you have pick 42 and 43. So that's an interesting way to look at it, Blitzker. I think I'm pretty sure that's what you were kind of getting at there. Matt, how do you feel about giving up the first next year and it being maybe equated to a late second this year because of where we anticipate we'll finish next season? I'm confused with how it could equate to a oh 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 oh, oh but so, like so let's like let's this say year. Okay. the 2024 yeah, first yeah. <laughs> right now is valued as a 2023rd second. So if we think we're going to be at the tail end of the first, that sort of means we would be giving yeah. up a late second this year, which is better than giving up 42 or 43 this year. It took it took me it took me a second and computed. Um, yeah, I'm I'm on board with that logic. I think that totally makes sense, and I am okay giving that up because you know, as we said earlier here, if they're winning games and that pick is in the first round, 28 to 32, then you have no problem giving it up because you know, as you said, that means were extremely relevant and either in a championship game or the Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, I'll do that any day of the week. Green Bean, how are you feeling about possibly giving up the first round pick in 2024 instead of giving up a pick this year? Do you think we wind up coming out ahead because of where we think that first round pick may be valued? Yep. I think that, that that's one of the things that I was, I was talking about that, I don't know, two weeks ago before I went into my spiritual watering hole. Um, but, uh, I think it was that far back, but yeah, that's an interesting trick. And like, don't forget, man, Joe Douglas could already be willing to do all that stuff, but he's holding out, holding out, holding out, holding out. So he's saying, no, no, no. Okay, fine. Take the first next year. They go, yay. And it was what Joe Douglas wanted to give the whole time because it's essentially going to be a late second round pick because of the year to year vig let's call it it's not a vig but it you know the year the uh the the uh the conversion yes conversion rate there it is um so yeah i think that's exactly how to look at it man that's it's not it's not an exact science but that's kind of what we do a first this year is a second next year you know or i'm sorry a first uh, you know a first next year is equivalent to a second i don't fucking know you can correct me but that's how we do it <laughs> okay i agree 
Mr. Uglis hops in with a super chat. He says, how much of this chicanery with the Rodgers trade is just Roger Goodell hype machine, and what are the odds that the deal is done and the entire show is just an off-season money grab by the league? I kind of speculated that early on in this process. I said, hey, look, May, June, July is a dead period for the NFL. Man, it would create a lot of talking points for those guys on ESPN and NFL Network that drives ad revenue uh, for those channels if they're talking about a Hall of Fame MVP quarterback going to one of the most stacked teams without a quarterback in one of the biggest markets that drives a crazy ton of engagement online if they wait until July to get this trade done. Not to mention, the Jets are probably the favorites to have hard knocks, and all of a sudden you're getting this drama in the hard knocks uh, you know, universe, and there's just all this marketing power that comes out of the New York Jets and the NFL in general. Not to mention, there's benefits for both the Jets and Packers to get this trade done a little bit later. So to have it hanging as much as it's getting fans to pull their hair out, the Jets are going to get a better deal the longer we wind up waiting. Uh, and if the worst case scenario is giving up the 2024 first round pick uh, as we get closer to training camp without them eating any kind of salary cap space because we feel pressured at that point, so be it. I'm good with it. Green Bean, what do you think about the hype machine that could be uh, maybe behind the scenes here working all this Aaron Rodgers drama? You think uh, it's it's Goodell on this side and the trade's already been worked out? I think there's a very good chance that that is at play. Like you said, dude, what better? That's what I said before. I think what we're going to see is when the Jets are on the clock. Do-do-do, do-do. Oh, wait, what's the sound? Uh, Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
I'll have to get Sorry, the little David, button you over know here, it. and I'll, I'll, I'll hit it. I'll have the jingle, <laughs> and then we'll get to it. I know, it's already in my head. I know exactly. If we sing it, then, uh, you know, the, 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 it's funny. I just looked. One of my videos just got hit. So that's what I looked at. But it's funny. If we sing it here, that's what's going to happen. Oh, can't use our song. Do you think if we started jingling, uh, would it be an honor to sing it so well that we are mistaken for the kids that sing the Cars for Kids commercial (laughs) and we got demonetized? Or is that that just like, that's worse? Right? Hey, listen to this. It might be worse. Maybe. I know. I don't think it depends on how good you are. It's just the algorithm picks you up. Jet Nation, Phil called me a couple weeks ago and he said, dude, what are you doing? What is this bullshit? I said, what do you mean? He goes, you put a video on my channel on Jet Nation <laughs> and then you copyright hit it. It's a green bean has a copyright claim. I don't fucking put a copyright claim in. on. He's like, that's the biggest dick move I've ever seen. I'm like, I'm like what are you talking about what that is? <laughs> what an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> You green yeah. man? How'd you do yeah. that? It's like who put in a copyright claim for you? What no, the it's hell? A green bean did. I did. Did you accidentally it? post your video to no. his page and then you posted your video to your page? And you're like, who the fuck stole my video? No, I would never complain about Jet Nation. You know what I mean? I, I well, no, I know not Jet Nation, of course. You know, but it's like I know I put it on that one, and I didn't put it on mine. And uh, I just threw, I said, let me throw up a short. It was a short. I threw it up over there. And then he's, you know, and then I, I, click. I guess the algorithm just does it for you now. Now you don't even have to. Oh, interesting. It's like, yeah, yeah. man, they're, they're just getting nuts, man. They just want to take, 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 take. You know, that's all they want to do. Of course. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was I, funny. Uh, that is really funny. I don't know. Do, I don't, have you been over on Jet Nation at all, Green Bean, in the last uh, few days? I tagged you in something. The other no, day. I was there like two weeks ago. I haven't okay. been there in a minute. So, so Phil's got an upgrade coming to the forum that might allow some uh, live video interaction. So I tagged you in that. Really? I was like, ooh. Yeah, so you might want to take a look wow. at it. But Phil says he'll reach out to us when that all happens. So okay. I'm looking forward to it. Nice. If you guys don't hang out on Jet Nation forums, ooh, you it's, should. It's mad. It's a rabbit hole. Isn't it? Ugh. It's great. Man. It's It's so it's kind of like Twitter in that you'll get the posts poppy, populating pretty quickly. It's not as fast as Twitter, but you get to see the the upvotes and downvotes that people have contributed. So you can kind of gauge who the good posters and bad posters are, and you kind of yeah. <laughs> you sort of see the the dynamic behind it. It's interesting because I talk to a ton of people there more frequently than I talk to my family. And uh, I don't know any of them. Greenbean was one of those guys. I talked to Greenbean for years <laughs> before yeah. I realized who, not even realized who he was, but before we started even talking. It out. Yeah, like, I used man. to take Ryan's videos from YouTube and put them on Jet Nation. I'm like, look at this guy. This guy's good. And then he's like, yeah, I was, I, what I was thinking. I'm like, what do you mean what you were thinking? Is that you? Fuck is that? How's that you? <laughs> that's I was how like, we, oh, that's I how we met. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's it's funny. Great. Yeah, Rodrigo says, so it's like Reddit. Kind of like Reddit. I would So Reddit is kind of a flash in the pan with um, topics. Like it'll trend for like a day or so where Jet Nation, you could post a forum and things that like become relevant again will bump those forum pages up. So it's a yeah. little, little different um, from Reddit. I, I mean, I follow the Jet subreddit. I'm on the Jet Discord. I'm on the <laughs> Jet Nation forums, Jet's Twitter. Although, I don't know. 
I, I can spread myself so thin and I get news from so many different sources. I actually love it when fans wind up sending like, or like anyone in the chat sends me a link or tags me in something on Twitter because a lot of the times I'm not like focused on stuff. So when people send me things, like oh, I'm gonna forget the guy's name, he sent me something about, uh, it might've been the Odell trade or uh, Odell signing. He sent it to me and I was like, oh wow, like that's that's something I wanna talk about. And I was like, I would have never made a video right away had I not, you know, seen that go through. So I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Ooh, this is interesting. Did you guys see this uh, tweet come up? Uh, so yeah. Cafe, by the way, says thoughts on YouTube Sunday ticket pricing. Um, if you are a YouTube TV subscriber, I'm pretty sure the price is going to be $249 additional for Sunday ticket. If you purchase it, I think it's before June 6th. Um, don't quote me on the date, but then after that, it's like a hundred dollars more. I think it's three forty nine after that. So they're definitely yes. pushing the early sign up to get that heavy discount. And then I think if you pair it with red zone, um, there's a different price. And I, I don't know what it is off the top of my head. I've never actually had Sunday ticket. I've bought like NFL plus like game pass is the closest thing I've had to like an NFL premium subscription in something. I guess I've had red zone. Um, I don't need Sunday ticket. I'm in the area. So I, I don't, I haven't had to explore that route. Green bean. I know you're a little bit further away. Do you have Sunday ticket or like, is that something you'd possibly look at? Yeah. I, yeah, I have Sunday ticket through the app, which sucks um, because it's, it's delayed even on the Sunday mm -hmm. ticket. Like, you know, so if you have Sunday ticket, I'm, I'm like a good, mm -hmm. 15 20 seconds even behind you and in the live streams everybody says hey you know you're behind i'm like i do for years people have been saying that to me. <laughs> um but i have youtube tv it's great i've canceled so many other things for youtube mm -hmm. tv um so yeah i mean i'm gonna get it probably by the end of the week uh mm -hmm. and just fucking call it a day i mean 250 is not bad for the entire season and i might even get the red zone package i, I don't know i love red zone so I, i'm probably going to but uh, yeah, I think I mean I look. I think it's a good deal. YouTube TV is is um is good too. Like the delay, I watched some games last year. Like there was some live stuff, maybe Thursday night mm -hmm. football or something. I mean, I know that's Amazon, but there was some stuff that I maybe you don't know what it was. I watched the the honor ceremony, and mm -hmm. I was locked in. I was like maybe five seconds behind some people. You know what I mean, I was so watching that's you. For me. I, I had good, it live yeah. on YouTube TV on my page because because I I use uh, YouTube TV through my internet as well. Uh, right. I really like it. Unlimited DVR. Um, yeah, unlimited. Uh, right. I got all my Rick and Morty's and everything like that. I got everything. Oh, it's great. It's great. Rick and my, Morty's. Becca badass. will. Uh, my wife will uh, DVR the Bachelor. So like she'll find that. You know, her and a friend do something every Tuesday night. They hang out and do that. Um, yeah, I, I like YouTube TV for a lot of reasons. I think having it available on the app is really my favorite thing. Cause I could pull it up. Like I'll watch YouTube TV while we're doing a stream. I think that's, that's one of the coolest things. I don't have to have a TV on with a specific cable box. Like, it, like that's the part about cable that kind of blows is you got to have a cable box for each one of your TVs where all of us pretty much have a fire stick or a Roku or, or something along those lines that can just populate an app for YouTube TV. And it's, it's so much easier um, they are raising the price a little bit. I think it went from sixty-seven dollars yeah, to seventy-two, 72 or sixty-five to seventy-two. Um, yeah, which is a bummer. 
you think yeah. about it, if you got 20 million subscribers, you raise it five bucks, that's that's 100 million, just like that every month. Mm. Boom. We got to get into oh. something like that. We got to make it so it's like that. It's like insurance, right? Everybody buys insurance. Everybody pays, you know, 150 a month. You got a million people. It's 150 million a month. And somebody goes, I need a tooth pulled. You're like, how much is it? $500. Go ahead, do it. I made 150 <laughs> million this month. Here, if I could get your tooth out. We'll pay your copay first, so we don't have to pay that. <laughs> I love yeah, it. We don't care about the thirty dollars. We 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 won't pay that thirty dollars copay. Yeah, we'll cover everything else. I, I'll tell you, but that's the gig. That's what they're doing. Mm. So it makes sense to me. But the the product is good though. That's the thing. Mm. Directv sucks. Like if it rains, man. It rains. The biggest issue with uh, with YouTube yeah. TV for me is. Um, you know, no Yankees, no Rangers. Like not not being able to have like MSG or Yes Network on there is that's a pretty that's big like. Nah, that, that's a that's the the big knock against YouTube TV because if you like either one of those teams, you're looking at a situation where you still have to get cable unless they come out with some type of MSG package that I'm just kind of missing right now that includes those types of things. Um, but that's a that's that's a huge miss right there. Yeah, what if you don't care about either one of those teams? Is it, is it better? Then that doesn't matter. Well, because then you now right. it's like okay, now I don't have to use those. I mean, I don't watch as much. I only watch football. I'm a, I'm a bad sports I fan. <laughs> I want to get yeah. more involved, but I can't even get the opportunity to watch the Rangers because they're never on uh, YouTube TV. They'd have to be on like yeah. an ESPN or like a lower channel, like a like an NBC or Fox or something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Dude, there was a time when I watched religiously, obviously all NFL, particularly Jets, but all NFL. Mo I would watch maybe 70% of the Yankees games. Mm -hmm. I was a huge Nets fan, but they sucked, so I'd watch those games, and I'd watch the Knicks. So, you know what I mean? The whole Patrick Ewing era. I watched the Islanders. You know, the Islanders were my team, so I, I watched, like, the Pierre Turgeon Cosplayers, Islanders, and then I watched NASCAR every single weekend. You know what I mean? Like I was mm -hmm. on top of every dude. I can't even watch. I can't even read. I can't even consume all the Jets shit anymore. It's so so much hard out there to keep up. Oh yeah, look at this. Mister Euglis says, "Does YouTube TV have the Spice Network?" Um, I have no idea what the Spice <laughs> Network is. I didn't realize that was a Why, thing. Why? Dude, Spice is, is only fun if you watch it with the squiggles, Chode. You know this. I've got no clue what you're talking about. All right. All right. It's an adult channel, but back oh. in the day of back in you the day of the cable. channel three, you get the staticky screen and you're like, oh, I think that's oh, a button. It was squiggles. <laughs> but it was squiggles. But if you were on cocaine and watched it for seven hours, you would get these clips. It would go poof and would show you the real stuff for like 12 seconds. You go, ooh, and then it, <laughs> I saw a butt. <laughs> you saw a booby. Maybe we'll start a chant like that when we go to week one. Or week two. Oh, week yeah. two. That's great, man. <laughs> I wanted, I, people in the chat don't like the wave. I love the wave. I would love to do no. like, I want to get the wave up. started. Well, we can still do the jet chant, but I want to do the wave. I want to know I like had some sort of influence on creating the wave in a stadium. I feel like that would be genuinely exciting. Douglas comes in, says, if you have an Android phone or tablet, you can spoof the location on YouTube TV and watch games from anywhere. Um, so 
I do have a VPN, but I have had issues with honing in where that VPN is actually located. My Nord VPN just kind of hits like United States, so I don't really have as fine a control about that. Um, maybe it's maybe he's, he's talking about an Android phone though, so maybe you can. I don't know how you spoof the location. Um, yeah, I don't know. Either way, I uh, the reason I got YouTube TV is so I could do the actually the draft stream, so I could show mm. kind of some of this stuff on on screen. And it's I used to use like buff streams, like the free stuff that you could like. I shouldn't say free, but the stuff that you would pirate off like uh, NFL streams subreddit or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was always very like clunky and tough to try and get a stable stream. Like any like the NFL stuff, everyone's trying to watch it all at once and it's buffering and you're getting issues mm -hmm. and stuff. So like that's kind of what pushed me into the legitimate. Um, I'll pay for it because I want to watch it. I don't mind paying yeah. for things I'm entertained by. The the issue with the free streams. I don't do it so much for the NFL, but like for the different mm. hockey games, because like like I like to have like the Islanders on the big screen, and then like another game on the other monitor. But mm. it always freezes and and buffers. It, like yep. I don't want to deal with that for something I really care about. Like if I had to watch mm. Jet games and it would buffer every ten minutes, I would freak out. I couldn't handle mm -hmm. it. Oh yeah, absolutely. It would drive me bonkers. And like they're they're really delayed too, because they're through like. However, sort of streaming service. The only way to get it without any kind of delay is pure coaxial and just having it like, you know, legitimate cable internet or not cable internet, cable uh, hookup like via a box. I feel like that's the fastest way to get a signal, yeah. which um, I don't know. We're digital. Make it faster. <laughs> yes, please. Um, all right. We have reached the end of our show. That went uh, went pretty quick there, guys. Um, so let's let's go around. Let's figure out how many, uh, Matt, could you head over to the uh, trailer, the promo trailer over on our new Talking Jets YouTube channel Ooh. that you guys should totally subscribe to. It's linked in the live chat. And I think Nightbot has been dropping it somewhere in the in the live chat as well. So let's pick, uh, let's go, uh, I'm going to pick five. Ooh, Green have you been writing down the super chat people? Ooh, I have. It's been fucking brutal, dude. Perfect. All right. <laughs> so hard. you've got that list. Matt, do you want to give us five names? Scroll at random through that uh, that topic section, okay. and we'll okay. pick some qualifiers. So in the Talking Jets draft party promo, the comments in there, right? That's where we're picking from. All right, oh, we're yeah. scrolling. We're scrolling. First one is Lawrence Rubin. Ooh, Lawrence Rubin. All right, Laura, hold on. Lawrence Rubin, just so you know, is already in. So you get two Lawrence Rubin. Whoa, they luck out tonight. Yeah. Love next, it. Next one is AZ Jets. Ooh, that's a uh, good one. I was talking to AZ the other day. Good guy. There you go. Oh, Jesus. Okay, that cover guy. Okay, all right, all right. I'm ready. <laughs> How about UK Jets fan? Okay. Ooh, a little cross the pond loving. Love it. Uh, chop liver. Okay. That's how I feel Jet fans feel across the NFL landscape. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll go T. Willie. Willie. All right, how many we got, uh, Green Bean? 
Uh, okay. Excuse me. We have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 20, 25 member and super chats. Plus, we have one, so wait, 26 and 17, 18, 29, 30, 31, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 39, 39 total. Ooh, ooh. Do we want to do the Google random number generator? Or do we want to do some odds or evens tonight? I will take your lead. Let's do the generator. Ooh, generator. generator. Oh, wait, right. hold on. I'm not doing the generator. Okay, Sorry. Yeah, you can. It's because the screen share yeah. jacked me up. <laughs> Actually, yeah. no. Yeah, hold on. I can. I'll. Let's 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 figure this out. Ryan is a man of the people. Right. I'm gonna throw one more in there right now. Whoever this Go is, you're it. a lucky you're a lucky fucking person here. So we're gonna have what? We're gonna have forty, right? Forty, yeah. I, I don't like thirty. Thirty nine didn't feel good to me. No, yeah. Mutt Miles, like you want in? I gotta do it organically, Mutt Miles. I'm sorry. Let's see. Oh, that's my face. That's not where I'm trying to go. <laughs> I want to put you in. Oh, there he is. I'm beautiful from the side. This is coming from my... Hey, you like my lava lamp? Chilling off on the side there? It's great. Do I uh, the, the, the last one is 19 New York Jet 69. That's you. you you're you in. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's figure this out. I know, my Fox. I'm rooting for you, buddy. So you're going to go Chrome... Random number generators. All right, let's let's do this. We're gonna give it a little. So we're not gonna see each other for a few seconds. That's okay. That's gonna, all right. That's all right. All right. So random number generator. Let's see. Who we got? Ah, oh, two. 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 <laughs> nice and easy. <laughs> oh, Aunt Jets. I was really hoping it would be like you're the winner, Aunt Jets. Aunt Jets eighty-two. Welcome. There he is. Love it. Reach out to me, jetstalk247 at gmail.com. Let me get your information. I'll send you out a shirt. Really excited to uh, have it get sent out to you. All right, boys and girls, we've reached the end of our show, so let's go around our panel and say our closing thoughts. Green Bean, any last words? All right, I'm doing an after-hour show, but I've yawned over a dozen times, so I think tonight we're going to pull off a true 30-minute stream. <laughs> what do you guys okay. think? Come on. Bullshit. <laughs> I'll see I'm you at midnight. <laughs> I'm going to fall asleep, dude. I got to do it, though. It's already made. I made it. So, yeah, come hang out on Green Bean Jets Fan in, uh, in a little bit after this stream, and we'll have some fun, and I'll sleep. Ooh, ooh. Matt, any last words for our panel? New episode of Just Jets comes out tomorrow. We are discussing David Bakhtiari's silly claim. Uh, we are talking about the growing list of almost Jets and answering your questions. Be sure to tune in. Ooh, ooh, man. I can't believe we didn't talk about the David Bakhtiari stuff. I totally dropped the ball on that one. I am sorry. I'm a bad host tonight. Um, we wound up sp like going off on tangents far more than... <laughs> And actually talking about what the Jets stuff. Say? I don't even know. It, oh, Aaron Rodgers is a tinfoil okay. hatter. He, yeah, he, he thinks that the Jet there's a, a third alternative, not the the Jets winning that the Jets winning the trade, the Packers conceding a trade, whatever. Uh, it's the Packers paying Aaron Rodgers to sit and be backup for sixty million dollars. Dude's off his friggin' rocker. But I'll let you guys listen to Matt's take on that tomorrow. Yeah, it's but for be night, good. 
Oh, it's going to be so good. But tonight, boys and girls, that's it for us. Make sure you head over to that new Talking Jets channel pinned in the live chat. Also going to be in the description down below. Subscribe to that channel. Leave a comment on the only video that's over there, and you'll get qualified for all our giveaways through the NFL Draft. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us tonight. It's truly an honor to fly with you. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S. I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's are against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself. Family, I'll tell you what's up, there's family! Under pressure, sacked by Quentin Williams. Right side, Rob Gusama's got it. You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one to Mims. To be able to go out and, and lead these guys, just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them, and then you get that chance to, to lead them. Everything that happened that needed to happen for us, it almost felt like kind of like a sign, like get like a second chance almost. Gets extra pushes, running left. Maybe a little extra life breathing in the locker. Touchdown, Jets!